You're listening to the Forefront Church Sermon Podcast. Forefront Church is a progressive Christian community more interested in asking good questions than having all the right answers. Thanks for listening. Good day, everyone. It is a pleasure to be with Forefront Church, and I am so incredibly grateful for the invitation to be your guest speaker. My name is Vinita Rodman Jenkins. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And in addition to my work in diversity and inclusion, I also am the founder and pastor of Embrace Church. Embrace stands for encouraging members to boldly receive all of Christ's embrace. And we are a virtual community of faith. My talk today is on the gospel of community. Now, I am from the community of Teaneck, New Jersey. It's a town of about 40,000 people in Northern New Jersey, just outside of New York City, about four miles away from the George Washington Bridge. And the reason that Teaneck is so important is because Teaneck is the first town in the United States to voluntarily integrate is public schools. So when you hear or read about Teaneck from history books to the New York Times, the overarching theme is typically focused on our town's diversity. Whenever I attend high school reunions or talk to people from town, we will always talk about the unique experiences we had growing up in Teaneck because we all studied with, played sports with, cheered with, ate meals with, and held sleepovers with people from various backgrounds and experiences, except maybe our sleepaway Girl Scout camp. There's a web like a spider's web. (laughs) Fun times. The thing is, While my town is diverse, it has not always been inclusive. People did not always feel a sense of belonging. Black families of educators, attorneys, nurses, and other professions were steered to one side of town. A guidance counselor repeatedly discouraged Black students from applying to competitive colleges and universities. A teacher told a Black student that the white student was supposed to answer the question first. The reality is some of the friendships made within her classroom, as the Teaneck High School alma mater speaks of, were not lasting, fine, nor true. I do believe, however, that considering these and other examples of exclusion, discrimination, and racism yesterday, and those which continue to persist today, the good news is that the church can serve as a place of healing, hope, and belonging as we continue to build community and nurture a strong connection with God, ourselves and people from a myriad of genders, abilities, races, 
ethnicities, sexualities, and all backgrounds. The gospel of community. Our scripture comes from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And it reads, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate the food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number, those who were being saved, the gospel of community. Our sermon today is centered on the formation of the early church during the first century. It's a story of love, humility, care, and community as the apostles went about spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. In setting the backdrop for today's story, we center the apostles, Jesus's closest followers and witnesses to Jesus's great work of performing miraculous acts, which they had never seen nor experienced. Jesus knew how to make meals stretch when more people showed up than expected to hear him preach. Jesus, who kept wedding guests quite content by turning water into wine at his mother's request. Jesus felt a touch, one woman's desperate attempt for healing amid a throng of people, and he healed her of a 12-year bleeding condition. This was their dear friend, Jesus, who taught them so much as he continued to transform their lives. He challenged customs, the culture, the law, by offering a way of life that brought people in rather than shut them out. His way was a way of grace, love, truth, and abundant living. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life to the full. Jesus's followers were also witnesses to his death, resurrection, and ascension. And as promised earlier in the book of Acts, they received the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and they all started speaking in several different languages or tongues as the Spirit prompted them or gave them utterance. When they received this great gift 
there were pilgrims in Jerusalem from all over who heard them speaking in their mother tongues as they spoke the good news of Jesus in various languages. Even though there were people representing so many regions from all over the land, they were able to hear the wonderful works of God and understand what was being said. They were connected, unified, and because of this experience, they were able to move forward with growing the church and through the power of the Holy Spirit, be witnesses for Jesus, breaking down regional, cultural, ethnic, and racial barriers. This was transformative. This is the good news of community. Various groups coming together as one to work the wonderful works of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. In the Greek, the Holy Spirit is described as the parakletos, the one who is called alongside to help. The Holy Spirit is also known as a counselor, the spirit of truth and a comforter. I cannot say that the apostles had everything figured out after they received their gift. However, they began to courageously move forward, building this great community of faith, what would be known as the church. As they shared messages of peace and hope and love, people were added to the church daily, those who were being saved. This group of new believers formed a tight-knit community. They had the same mindset, the same focus. You can say they were on one accord. Full disclosure, I absolutely love to sing, and I really, really enjoy harmonizing. My sisters and I formed a singing and theater group called, wait for it, One Accord. <laughs> our friend Wandria was our business manager, and our business cards said, One Lord, One Faith, one baptism, dot, 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 one accord. Now I sang soprano, my sister Faith sang alto, and our youngest sister Buyanzi sang tenor. And even though we were a trio of siblings who possessed very distinct personalities and perspectives, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we were able to join our gifts and complement each other so those experiencing our ministry would be edified, healed, and connected to the unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Those were fun times as we traveled throughout the New York metropolitan area and other places as well. Similarly, the apostles were able to harmonize and make beautiful 
music together as they maintained their focus on transforming lives for Christ. Our text says this community devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And they were in awe as the apostles performed wonders and signs. These were miracles that revealed hidden truth, which affirmed that God was working through these apostles. There was loyalty within this community. There was a commitment to each other, to each other's well-being in this community. There was a sincere desire to learn and build alongside each other. They were genuinely growing in God's grace and sharing God's love because they shared everything they had. Can you imagine? They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. And they prayed and they praised and they prayed and they praised, giving God thanks for all God was doing in their lives together day by day. And it would get better and better because people were attracted to the love, joy, and unity that poured out from this community. People were drawn to the light and the Lord added to their fellowship, those who were being saved. Everyone had a seat at the table. Everyone had access to all that God was doing. Reverend Dr. Will Gaffney, in her book, Womanist Midras, a reintroduction to the women of the Torah and the throne, speaks to womanist practice as courting the voices of those around the table without regard to race, ethnicity, gender, age, ability, orientation, or trans cis embodiment. Reverend Gaffney goes on to say that womanism is connected to the wholeness and flourishing of the entire community. I am convinced that God is doing something great and transformative in her church today through shifting the culture, ensuring that the outcast and marginalized have a place and connection to the family of God. I believe the gospel of community is creating a shift in the theological perspectives of people and spaces that never dreamed of change and inclusion. The good news 
is that the power of the Holy Spirit is at work right now through wonders and signs, revealing truth that we serve a God of unconditional love, a deep, passionate, and fierce love. And I believe God's strong and loving arms are drawing us in and assuring us that her love is the real deal. And I believe God is saying, I am for you, regardless of who you love, regardless of your dark skin, regardless of your quirky personality, your mental health, your socioeconomic status, your immigration status, and your insecurities. Yes, God is for you. And it will take all of us devoted to the same purpose on one accord working to be agents of change. As the spirit of the Lord was on Jesus and on the apostles, so too is the Holy Spirit on us to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Remember the barriers to inclusion in my community of Teaneck? Well, because of the advocacy of community members, change was found through a major housing discrimination lawsuit. Remember the guidance counselor who did not have high expectations for black students? Well, many of those students went on to achieve great success. Remember the teacher who said the white student should speak first before the black student? Well, the parents rallied and he was fired. It takes our unique gifts and abilities and callings to come together on one accord and harmonize with each other as we strive to build a community of belonging and liberation for us all. We can speak the same language, a language of hope, peace, and love. There is and interconnectedness that we have as human beings that cannot be denied. Racism, sexism, heterosexism, xenophobia, and the like separate us and destroy the human spirit and human connection. The late Reverend Dr. Geneva Cannon theologian, and the first African-American woman ordained in the United Presbyterian Church in 1974 said, the only way we're going to be in a world as diverse as our world is and live in harmony and with justice is we got to have the variety. We got to have people trained to walk the walk and talk the talk at the highest levels. She also speaks of variety, enabling 
the richness of God's creation to come to the table and it makes us all better. The gospel of community continues to bind us together yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes, Lord, we are your church. We are your church, Lord, redeemed by the Lamb. We are your church, Lord, guided by your hand. You will make us pure and spotless in your sight. And when the time is come, we will shine as your light. And when the time is come, we will shine as your light. And when the time is come, we will shine as your light. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you and we praise you, dear Lord, for this time of sharing. We thank you for speaking to our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. And we pray that you would continue to work in us and through us so that we can bind together and work together to spread your love. We pray, God, that our lives would be evident of the gospel of community. It's in your great name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Forefront Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Forefront and how we're ushering in the next 500 years of Christianity, visit ForefrontChurch.com.